So welcome to Stand Out and Be Seen, your masterclass series to amplify your authority, to boost your credibility, and to confidently own your expertise. And today we have a very special guest, and she's going to share with you how you can own it, how you can lead with confidence. We've got Stephanie Toma, and Stephanie is a Forbes featured leadership and life coach. She's a certified hypnotherapist, and she's the best-selling author of the transformational book, Confident Introvert. Stephanie has facilitated over a thousand events, and she's helped thousands of people celebrate their strengths, step into their authentic confidence, and make meaningful connections through speaking at places like Harvard and with her one-on-one -on -one coaching. So welcome, Stephanie. It's fantastic to have you here today. Hello, Rose. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. It's great to have you here. And I would love to know how you got started with what you're doing now. Yes. Okay. So it's always a journey, right? It's not like you wake up one day, you know what, I'd like to be a leadership and life coach. Let's, let's get this going. No, there are quite a few steps. So I started out um, in corporate America and I realized, okay, there's, I'm doing the same thing over and over again. And, and I guess there's this growth trajectory, but wait, is that exactly what I want to be doing? How I want to be living my life and contributing my time. Uh, and there, there came a point where it was, it seemed like a pivotal moment, right? Where when you feel like something isn't really right for you, but you're not quite leaving it. And then you get fired and you're like, oh, okay, that happened. And you realize it was a really good thing because then you're like, okay, now I can begin. <laughs> now I can do the thing that I was a little too freaked out to do all on my own. And you build confidence from taking those leaps, taking those steps towards what's most authentic and true for you. So yeah, you know, I began taking on roles that felt really uh, interesting and meaningful and fun. I love to have the combo experience, right? It's not just mm -hmm. one thing or the other. So trying on several different hats. Uh, I was a market researcher. I did one interesting project, nightlife market research, where I was going around in the real world <laughs> and interviewing people in all these fun settings and a blogger, a ghostwriter for celebrity blogs and um, yeah, gosh, I'm probably, there were more, but those are some of the, the more fun ones that I can remember. And then uh, getting to a place where I began to do career coaching mm -hmm. because I found out ways to get my foot in the door at these various companies. And I thought, oh, I can help people do this too. I realized that my, my rate of getting my foot in the door was kind of a little higher. And, uh, and then from there, got an invitation to give a talk on anything that I so, that I thought I was an expert on. So crowdsourced, talk with some friends, what am I an expert on? And um, this topic of, um, of introversion and human connection came up mm -hmm. because people knew, oh yeah, you're a community builder. You connect with a lot of people in a deep way, not superficial way. Uh, and there was the assumption that I was also this raging extrovert. And there's nothing wrong with people who are extroverts, but it's like, wait a second. No, I, I spend a lot of time in solitude to give myself that fuel to yeah. feel deeply connected with myself and then to extend that to others. So yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell, how things started. 
Wow, and you've done so much. It's amazing that it, it led you to to where you are now. And and I actually came across you on Amazon because I saw your book and I was so curious with the title Confident Introvert. So can you share the inspiration? Oh, there you <laughs> Can you share the inspiration behind this fantastic book? Yes. So I, I'm sure many of us have thought about writing a book. So mm -hmm. I know it had been on my mind for a while, especially tiptoeing around be doing blogging and writing, having a regular writing practice where pretty much every day I was journaling or writing something for work purposes for fun. And there came a point in time where I decided at the end of uh, 2019 to, to begin to write something. So basically, instead of putting so much emphasis on, okay, what, what's the, the legacy that I'm going to leave behind with one book, I decided to take that pressure off and look back into, okay, what do I already have? What have I already created? What have I already written? And then put that into a Google document that transcribed my talk that I had been touring at the time. And also I did have some Q&A that luckily was recorded. So I was able to transcribe that and use my own words that I had spoken mm -hmm. as a starting point. And from there, begin to expand upon and deepen the concepts and, and create this uh, this personal and professional development self-help book that's really focused on, again, this theme of, so wait, confident introvert. Some people think that's an oxymoron. What? If you're introverted, then you're shy and you're not confident. And it's like, okay, no, we're going to change the narrative about around what it means when you simply get your energy from solitude. It doesn't mean that you cannot also connect with people. Mm. Mm, I love that. And I know that you, you talk a lot in the book about, about how to recharge and yeah, I mean, introverts really need to recharge. I'm an introvert myself. And can you just expand on that a bit, Stephanie? Yes. So especially these days where let's say we're in back to back to back Zoom meetings, mm. there's real burnout that's happening and, and real fatigue. And there's an illusion that that if you're even, let's say, sitting in the same chair that, oh, you should have enough energy to just keep going when it doesn't work that way. There, mm -hmm. Even if you are attending something and absorbing something without necessarily being a speaker at an event, it still can take our time, energy, and attention and focus, uh, which can be depleting for those of us that are more naturally introverted because we're more sensitive to external stimuli. We need less of it to feel fully alive yeah. So yeah, we don't necessarily need to go to that EDM concert, but we can, yeah. and then we might want to leave after a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. And can, can you talk to the people watching this who really want to lead with confidence? What advice would you give them? Yes. Okay. So Oh, actually, I want to take a step back. I realized that there's a concept that I'd love to introduce about preserving your energy. Yeah, go for so, it. So when it comes to preserving your energy and you're in those back-to-back -back meetings, right? Something that you can do is have a solitude sandwich. So what that is, so you've read the book, so you know that. Yeah, I do. I love it. I love solitude sandwich. <laughs> right? It's like a sandwich a day keeps whatever away that you don't yeah. need, right? So basically you me on that no please don't but anyway so let's say the, the bread is your solitude 
And the contents, let's say we're having a PB&J, that is your activity. So ensuring that you have a little buffer between events mm -hmm. uh, instead of going from one thing to the next, because who needs a huge long blog of, of peanut butter? That's like, doesn't really sound that, I mean, okay, it does sound pretty good, but it's gonna be too much, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> making sure that you play around with, maybe you have an hour meeting and you have a feeling that, okay, that, that I'm gonna need to be really, really on my A game for that um, in particular, right? Then maybe it's 15 minutes on either end, could be 30 minutes, could be even a full hour. If let's say you're giving a presentation, you feel some nerves, uh, that sort of thing to give yourself the opportunity to even go on a walk, to give yourself a stretch, which sometimes we forget to do mm. and even deep breathing. So another concept is the breath of 444. That's also in Confident Introvert and, and putting sometimes, if someone tells you, oh, just breathe, that can feel a little bit abstract because you're like, well, you know, I'm pretty much used to doing that subconsciously. <laughs> but sometimes when we make it conscious and we take a deep breath in through our nose for one, two, three, four, and pause, you can feel free to do this with me. And then you hold on to that breath for about four counts. And then you allow yourself to exhale through your mouth audibly and just really feel that and do it a few times. You know, I, I do that with my clients as a reset sometimes if energy is really high and it's like, wait a sec, let's, let's reset in a matter of just a few seconds. Let's do this. Yeah. And that's so simple, isn't it? Just breathing. You don't have to have any props or anything around you. It's just using your own breath and that it's really effective. I use the, the box breathing, which is like, it's four, 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 four a lot, but mm. I actually prefer the would you call it triangle breathing? Because it's missing that Ooh, yes. one. <laughs> I just made something. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. So can you, um, as we were talking about before, just step back into um, how, how you can, the advice you've got for people to lead with confidence? Yes. Okay. So first, it's important to understand what is confidence on a broad level? And also what does it mean to you? What does it feel like? So I conducted market research on this topic a couple of years ago on, okay, what does it mean to have confidence? And by the way, that's the key ingredient, very necessary for beginning to own whatever it is, owning your purpose in life and fully living that. So um, getting to a place where you understand what it looks like, and that can be, that can be an easy, easier first step right? Especially if we don't yet feel fully confident. And, you know, there are things that happen that are outside of our control that can diminish our sense of confidence. So certainly job loss is an example. Uh, it, it can be of a job like a nine to five. It can be, let's say a business idea that just didn't pan out the way you thought it would. A relationship, just pretty much anything that you are grieving or have lost that you attach to in a certain way that then that confidence is externalized, mm -hmm. right? So getting to a place where you're observant of, oh, in what ways have I outsourced my confidence if you already feel confident? And this isn't to say, oh, you're an imposter, you're not really confident. No, it's, it's to say this is an opportunity to just get more clear on different areas to be aware of. So you can say, okay, maybe I'll still do these things because they feel good, but there's a little bit of, of work to be done to make that distinction within ourselves of, am I doing this because I enjoy it? because I want to do it, or does 
my internal world really depend on this thing? And what's the most empowered is when we've done the inner work and we, we know our core values, we know what we stand for, and we give a voice to it. And we're not dependent upon other people uh, necessarily saying, oh, I completely understand you. Oh, I completely agree with you. And who knows? When we're vulnerable, sometimes we can get those responses, but they're not guaranteed. Mm. So not being afraid to be a little bit disagreeable. And it doesn't mean that you need to be rude or mean, but guess what? No matter how hard you try to be nice, you're going to be labeled that anyway when you begin to stand for something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And a quote that I, I read, I'm not sure if it was from your book or from your emails. Um, I just want to share with everyone. I love it. Confidence isn't about being more. It's about knowing we are enough. Mm. Can you expand? Yeah, thank you for reading bit? that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yes, this concept of striving and and again that's the outsourcing of confidence where we're striving and and here's the thing i i identify as being ambitious i love interacting with other ambitious people but there needs to be a little bit more to it than constantly chasing so taking those moments to say oh this is a great this is a great height that i've reached or mm -hmm. to be able to say oh this was a learning opportunity and to have a slightly healthy uh, more maybe stoic philosophy type way of thinking about it with a little bit of detachment where we're not detached from our emotions. I would, I would never advocate for that, but where we're able to have a sort of bigger picture perspective and that can be more difficult. I know that I tend to be pretty diesel oriented myself. So it takes a level of conscious thought to think, okay, I'm going to take a step back and maybe even a step up a sort of aerial view, higher self view and look at the situation, look at the characters in the story that is your life and, and to attain the sense of objectivity mm. that can be hard to do when we're really in it, when we're really, let's say, going through a hard time, for yeah. example. But, um, but yeah, that, that's, that's a starting point. Mm. I love that. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. And you mentioned conscious mind. Can can you talk a bit about the subconscious and whether like feelings of unworthiness? Yes. Okay. So in my work as a hypnotherapist, so in addition to be a leadership and life coach, one of the modalities that I use heavily is subconscious work through mm -hmm. the lens of, of hypnotherapy. So for those that are unfamiliar with hypnotherapy, it's essentially it's a, like a form of meditation, but there tends to be a more direct and tangible result where mm. it's not just about being calm. You will feel more calm, but you can attach goals to, to your hypnosis. So, um, so yeah, when it comes to where our unworthiness comes from, oftentimes there are beliefs that we have that we think of as fact. So we think, oh, I'm not good at this, for example, or, oh, this is, this is something that I can never do. And, you know, we have what are essentially self-limiting beliefs, but we think that they're the cold, hard truth because maybe at a very young age, very impressionable age, someone said them to us and they could have been very well-meaning. They didn't want you to try so hard and fail like they did at something. And they wanted you to have, let's say, security. So they thought, oh, this is safer. Uh, so we begin to internalize these beliefs 
And they could be from someone else. They could be from ourselves, from a less empowered perspective. And, and yes, it's through repetition that we're not very aware of. And it manifests in having these feelings. Maybe you have a sinking feeling in the bottom of your stomach uh, before, let's say, you go to speak publicly. Or if you're in, um, if you're having a conversation with a loved one and you disagree before you open your mouth to say, well, actually, I think this, there's, you clam up. So because you think, oh, I, I'm not worthy of love if I speak my truth. So, you know, there are all of these beliefs that can come up and it, what kind of separates these, these experiences of unworthiness from fully owning who you are and, and being that in the world is having that sense of awareness and taking a step back and saying, okay, so maybe I'm aware of this slight tug in my throat or this pattern in my life. Sometimes we're not even aware of the physical sensation. So that can be another deepening step, mm. uh, but noticing patterns mm. because oftentimes mm. patterns that show up in our lives and maybe they happen with a variety of different people and we're the constant, it can feel really confronting to think, oh, wait a second, this is, and it's not about fault. It's easy to say, oh, it's my fault. That's not empowering. What's mm -hmm. empowered is, oh, this is something that I can choose to change if I want to, because I'm the constant and whatever energy and beliefs I'm bringing to this situation consciously or not dictates my reality. It's like, that's super empowering. Mm -hmm. The fact that you can make a change and deepen your awareness. So for example, yeah, I had one client who was looking in the mirror every day and became aware that whenever she looked in the mirror, she had an automatic thought that was ew. And it was so quick and so just rudimentary, just something that was without fail every time she looked in the mirror and she became conscious of it. And sometimes maybe ask yourself, what do I think when I look in the mirror? And mm -hmm. we can begin to take conscious steps such as, let's say having um, a, a stick keypad, right? Where we write, this is what I want to think about myself when I look in the mirror, for example. Yeah. Uh, so instead of thinking, ew, maybe we think um, I am amazing. Mm. And that can be kind of a bit much for some people who don't feel that's th their truth. So one strategy that I like to use is um, it's the coin bridge. So this is an original concept that I, I coined. Mm -hmm. So basically it's, uh, you're imagining a coin and let's say that one side is this belief of ew. Mm -hmm. And then the other side of the coin is I'm amazing. It can feel like a bunch of BS sometimes to just tell yourself over and over, I'm amazing, I'm amazing. You feel like you're lying to yourself. So instead of trying to jump, you know, oh, I'm going to flip a coin and oh no, it's so easy. Now I believe that. You know, it can take sometimes creating a bridge statement, which is a more neutral statement. So if there's ew and then I'm amazing, uh, maybe I'm okay is pretty neutral. And mm -hmm. you can say, you know what, that's more believable. And then once that becomes your new ew, then you can create another bridge mm -hmm. until you've made it all the way to the other side. I love that. Coin bridge. I'm writing that one down. Such a good idea. I um I also use the writing on the mirror, I am enough. I know uh, a lot of my clients get benefit from that as well, which um, I got from Marissa Peer when I trained with her. But She's yeah. amazing. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so there are so many tools we can use. And so with the, with the subconscious beliefs, do you then reframe, like with these exercises, do you reframe with a, a repetitious script for them? Yes. So let's see. So I would say, especially with looking in the mirror every day when you're brushing your teeth, for example, consciously reading the notes. And even if you're not totally consciously reading the notes, you're still going to absorb it when it's in your vicinity, in your orbit. But then this is another one that I like to add to the mix. And this might be harder to do when, while you're brushing your teeth. So maybe when you're doing something else, but looking in the mirror and saying it out loud, looking yourself in the eye yeah, and saying, for example, I am enough. How powerful is that? That's so powerful. Yeah. Because you can't hide from yourself when you're looking at yourself in the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. I so I mean that's that that's something that can help us. Yeah. Make make those changes. It's it's all about incremental changes uh and choosing awareness over comfort. Cause sometimes it can be comfortable to mm. stay a little bit smaller and believe what you've always believed. It can be disorienting sometimes to introduce new beliefs. So having that support system as well, having um, support, having your, let's say, uh, loved ones that fuel whatever's healthy for you, right, in your life. And, um, and to also have support in the form of, of, let's say, a coach, mentor, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's so important to have, have a coach um, I've got two at the moment. I had three and I finished one of those programs. So I've now got two. And yeah, it's so important, I think, for everyone to have their own coach. Um, yeah. And you do one-on-one. Yeah, you don't coaching. know what you're missing out until you get one, really. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> I tried to DIY for, for a while and then I'm like, oh, wait, it's not, it's so much more, there's a sense of ease when I have that support and there are certain mistakes that you just don't have to make. Yeah. You don't have to learn the hard way always. That's exactly. not true. Yeah, and it's about following someone who's been there before and done, done what you want to achieve, and you can see that they've achieved that, and you you can follow in their footsteps, and they can they can help pull you up to their level as well. So yeah, and so you do one on one coaching, and you insert the hypnotherapy in there, Stephanie. Yes, yes. So I work with clients one on one for custom programs. So essentially what we do is we focus on, um, we focus on usually confidence is a big topic. Mm -hmm. So as it pertains to career and life, because every relationship dynamic that we, that we have, it's going to impact our level of confidence and then our level of success. Mm -hmm. Because really half of achieving and being what you want to be, not just for your own sake, but for making that impact that you have a feeling that you're meant to make. Even if you don't know how you're going to make it, guess what? There's guidance for that too. It's, it's just about making that choice of, okay, let's say that you're watching this right now and you're thinking, huh, like I'm curious. It starts with curiosity and mm -hmm. being open to something different, being open to doing something that you've never done to get those different elevated results. Mm. Yeah, curiosity is such a good trait to have, isn't it? And I think that's a, that's also an introversion trait, isn't it? Someone who's an introvert. I think very curious. I think it can be. Yeah, being observant and 
and just and asking questions and mm-hmm. maybe there there can be judgments that arise but maybe questioning those judgments yeah I, I think it's it's really great to have that introspective mm-hmm. access yeah it's interesting I remember when I was a child my brother used to call me nosy Rosie because I was so curious and I just had to know everything and I also very observant so I didn't used to think it was a good term but I now know it as nosy Rosie is actually quite a good thing to be (laughs) yeah it's like Nancy Drew nosy Rosie and yeah yeah, I mean being called bossy hey you're a leader there are so many things that we can reframe as adults yeah exactly exactly and I wanted to ask you about um, Beyonce and her alter ego that she has. (laughs) Oh yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. So Sasha Fierce. Yeah, so so for those who don't know, uh, Sasha Fierce is Beyonce's alter ego. So Beyonce is a fierce introvert. And not many people would guess that by seeing her stage presence. However, it really feeds into the amount of time that she spends rehearsing and just the attention to detail and and all of these things that of course are possible for extroverts as well but when you spend more time sort of in your head then it, you're primed for it a, a bit more I would say so uh so yeah Sasha Fierce is who she embodies when she's on stage and this is not to be confused with faking it till you make it because mm-hmm. Sasha Fierce is an extension of Beyonce it's not a fake person that she made up that somehow manifests and takes form, even though it can seem like that when we talk about alter egos. So I'm an advocate of not faking it till you make it, but identifying parts of yourself and maybe amplifying parts of yourself that are already there because we all have a Sasha Fierce in us, no matter how pronounced or hidden it is. Mm, mm, So true. And how would you recommend that people dig in and get get this alter ego out? So the first step to understanding, well, I would say, okay, the first step is understanding, essentially. So let's say that Sasha Fierce embodies this unfaltering confidence, super, you know, great posture and expansive postures and movement and expressive tonality and uh, just getting to a place where Maybe, I mean, you could take some cues from Sasha Fierce if you want, but it's even more empowering if you ask yourself, okay, who do I currently look up to? What are traits that they have that I would like to have? And make a list of what you love about yourself and that you'd like to really amplify. So yeah, getting to a place where, um, you know, because there's a quote, you can't be what you don't see. So it, it makes sense at some point to look externally to see how, what's my inspiration and sort of Frankenstein and put different qualities from different people that you admire together and to get to a place where you have a clear picture and it can feel a little bit sort of stretchy where, wait, okay, that's my idealized version of self, but is that me? Can I really be me? I mean, short answer is yes, but okay, one step at a time. So you have written down all the qualities and get details. You can make a Pinterest board. I do this with clients all the time where it's like, okay, like it's, this is fun. Go ahead and find some images, colors, textures, outfits. Sometimes what we wear can really impact how we feel, right? I, I'm such an advocate of embracing a 
fashion that's a little bit quirky, as long as it feels authentic to you, right? Because it's a part of self-expression and some people will really resonate and say, oh, wow, pink glasses, where do you get those? And it, it's a conversation starter. So, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, just um, getting clear on what it looks like and what it feels like. And I, I'm a total advocate of uh, meditation and hypnosis, of course. Mm -hmm. So getting to a place where you're clear on what the image is and taking time to visualize every single day. It doesn't need to be a long time. It could be five to 10 minutes, but truly feeling the feelings. This is the most important part. Visualizing yourself in that elevated state, wearing the clothes that you think are so cool and uh, feeling those feelings and just letting it bubble up every day, setting a timer. I love that. And I love the idea of the Pinterest board. I've never thought of that before of getting together all the images of how you want to portray yourself. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. You can try putting a date on it as well. So let's say, uh, put, put a month and a year into the future mm -hmm. even. Yeah. I, I think that that can be really fun to then refer back to, or you can even print it out and have it visible every day. But there are different ways, you know, that you can decide what works best for you. If you'd like to, for example, in front of a piece of workout equipment mm. in your home, just have it right there or make it. And then part of manifesting, right? Let it go and say, all right, I'll revisit this in, in six months. And I'm going to trust that this is the vision and it's going, it's, I'm going to take proactive, proactive steps with that trust. Yeah, yeah, I love it, love it. So, and I'm just looking at the time, I can't believe the time's gone so quickly already. It flies. I'm gonna to have to wrap up, unfortunately, but I would love you to share, you've got a gift that you would like to share with the audience today, and I'd love you to share with everyone what that is, Stephanie. Yes, Rose, thank you. So I would like to invite everyone watching, listening to download a free, subconscious meditation focused on activating your deepest confidence level. So mm -hmm. what you'll want to do to download that, it's a 10 minute track and it comes along with a free 21 day program to really cement that level of confidence within yourself that then makes so much more possible. So you'll want to go to stephanietoma.com slash freebie. Mm. And I'll, I'll put the link down below as well for, for everyone to find it easily too. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And before we wrap up, is there anything that I didn't ask you today that you wished that I had asked you? Ooh, I love that, that freebie question. Let's see. So I would say, you know, I, I love the way that our interview went and, you know, I'll kind of, I'll flip this a little bit that if someone is watching, listening right now and thinking, huh, I have a question, or I wish you went into more depth about this. I would like to extend an open invitation to extend the question to me. So you can feel free to, um, you can tweet it, you can Instagram it. I, I'm on all of those platforms uh, on Facebook and I, I will answer anyone's question if, if you think, oh wait, I'm curious about this. I love that. Thank you so much. And I'll, um, I might pop it into the Facebook group as well if, if you're happy for me to share that in there. Please do. I will. Wonderful. Well, thank you again so much. It's been awesome interviewing you, Stephanie. And yeah, I just want to thank you for your time. And I want to thank everyone for watching today. And I'm very excited about the next episodes that are coming up. So we'll see you very soon. Bye for now.